You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. arm movement for me sean it's just the way your arms come out like you're waking up and stretching and then whack that is our uh, that's our sound specialist shawnee there making sure our audio is queued up for the evening which brings me to welcoming all of you fine men women folks children wherever you are on this spinning rock thank you so much for tuning in after further review is back we are locked and loaded huge weekend of football for you fantasy players uh, if it's, um, I believe this is the last week of fantasy uh, in the regular season, no matter what. I'm out of the playoffs, so I want to punt my phone into the moon. Um, but lots going on, so much to catch up on. Connor Forrest, your host, is here. The clapper, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, you're an all star clapper. Mr. Sean Olette is here. Producer live in Ashburn, Virginia. Shawnee Boy, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Rocking Good to and rolling. be here. Good to be back. It's great to see you. I do want to start with a uh, an apology to everyone out there. Uh, last few weeks have been a little bit of a. It it was so. Long story short, during Thanksgiving we didn't have a show. It was a holiday week. We had a lot going on. Um, I got double roundhouse kicked with illnesses throughout the house. I just me and my entire family were passing away collectively. I, I don't know what was going on, but um, between that and some vacation time. Uh, we obviously limited a couple of our shows, so I had recorded some some episodes for you guys while so Shawnee was out of town, and unfortunately, none of them posted. There was some sort of issue with our server, some sort of issue with our platform, and none of them uploaded, so this is going to be your first episode in a little while, and again, um, thank you all for your patience, um, but I had only realized probably four or five days ago, Shawnee, that about three, three and a half hours of content that I worked on and, and, and kind of hopefully made it entertaining uh, is all completely gone uh, straight to hell, basically. <laughs> so uh, we are here to provide you some fresh content. That is what we do best um, here in the After Further Review studio. Again, I want to remind everybody off the top, if you go over to uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, wherever you hear this podcast, go ahead and hit five stars, uh, write a little review, maybe one to two sentence review. It really helps us out so much. And we're always so grateful for everybody, everybody who does that. Um, but that are those are at least the technical notes for the night. Shawnee, um, tell me how you are. I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Are you are you doing well? I'm good, man. Yeah, everything's been good. Um, I had the uh, the misfortune of traveling to New England to watch the Bills Patriots game. Oh, but the the Patriots won though, didn't they? I mean, yeah, oh, at I'm the sorry. end of the first quarter, I think we were winning. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, that was not fun. You ever? I guess you do it for work now, the mm. Commanders. But you just you spend the money. 
And then your team is just oh, awful. Dude. It's it's like the worst game of the year. It's and the worst. And you're like, of course, this is the one I went to. Yeah, it's Which the worst. I, I think I probably could have seen that coming from a mile away because we were playing Buffalo. But and Buffalo it, are bad, though, right? And Josh Allen's bad. Well, yeah, of course, always. <laughs> He's always bad. No, actually, I, that actually, timeout, timeout. That oh, brings no, no, me no, to no, a I'm good gonna point. I'm going to get attacked here. This, no, no, I'm not going to attack you. I'm going to ask you a question. This brings me to a good point. All mm. right. If you had to pick right now, based on everything you've seen this season, right here, right now, between the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills, who would leave the AFC to go to the Super Bowl uh, right now? By, I, I just have seen way more from the Chiefs in terms of being consistently the best team. Uh, I, I just I don't really see any weaknesses, and they haven't really had a – I guess they've had I, – I can't recall specifically off the top of my head right now. I don't, I don't see them – I mean, they were beaten by the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and we'll get to that. I don't think they've had a really like scratch your head. What is going on? Game like they had a ton of those last year. They won in the AFC title game. So how much does that mean anyway? But I've seen enough from the Bills of like, what are you guys doing? Like losing to the Jets, losing to the I, Dolphins last minute in Miami, which is like, what? What are you all doing? So is that my? That's my next question. Okay. Is it safe to say that the Bills for the first time in a while are actually looking beatable? Yes. No, absolutely. Okay. I mean, 100%. And I didn't quite think we would – they'd be exposed in ways that they, you know, they have been this year. I, I didn't really see it. And, again, I mean, I'm one of them. We They were kind of automatically penned to be in the Super Bowl for the AFC, like Super Bowl favorites. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen it get exposed a little bit, Shawnee. So um, I would still say they're, you know, they're up there as an AFC powerhouse. But I think – I think the Jets have kind of been pulled from full throttle down to probably 60%. That sound about right? The, you mean the Bills? The Bills, in terms of the their Jets. like momentum train. Yeah, oh, I just, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's been throttled back big time, and I've seen – Josh Allen seems to have one or two brutal turnovers a game at this point, and that needs to stop. If right. they want to make a run, like that's got to stop. I think that, that's something that I heard. Um, I'm not a big fan of him, but Colin Coherd or however you say Colin Coward, yep. Coward. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of him. But he did say in all of Buffalo's losses this year, they've all been traceable to Josh Allen. Mm. Whereas you can't necessarily say that about every quarterback in the league that loses. Like, Are you going to sit there and be like, Tom Brady's the reason the Bucks are whatever the record is? Yeah. Or are you going to sit there and say it's more the offensive line or maybe the coaching? It, yeah. It's more. You know, it's not Tom I Brady. I always tend to say, I mean, Colin Coward, anything he says, I have to double check. Like, I don't care if he says but this he, guy's I, blue I and diving he, out the window to no, see. No, 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 I know. But I think he's right about saying Josh Allen could be one of the bigger factors in their losses. Well, uh, when they uh, when they were in New York against the Jets, didn't you throw, uh, like, two red zone interceptions? I believe so. I'd have to look back. I haven't really watched – I, I, it's odd because they're such a fun team to watch, but I, I haven't really watched in depth much of Buffalo football. Um, what I will say though is just football is way too complex. I do think I, I get your point, and like I said, he has thrown some really just like, dude, what are you doing? Interceptions or turnovers? Um, I mean that game against Minnesota where they lose, where they're just marching down the field to kind of end the game. Um, he throws a pick where it's like, I don't know what you were doing there, but it ended the game, and it's just like, what's going on? The clock management at the end of the Miami game, I remember going like, dude, what what are you doing here? Um, so that's all to be said. But I, I will say um, football's too complex to just kind of draw a straight line to a loss on a quarterback. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, football games are won and lost, and Chris Cooley says this, and it's great. I mean, a lot of people have said this, but I really, truly believe it is. Football games are won and lost really when you when you kind of melt it all down, and you can break it down to probably three or four plays where games are won or lost. You know, mm-hmm. it's just – Unless it's a total blowout, the margin of error in the NFL really, to me, is people go, well, if you have the best players, 
um, if you're an elite team, you're just going to win. It's like, no, the reality is the team who wins makes the least mistakes. It's not who makes the biggest plays. It's who makes the least mistakes, really. Because big plays on offense are cause of mistakes on defense. And there's matchup things, right? Obviously, Stephon Diggs will make anyone miss. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson will will just body anybody, right? You have those kind of game-changing guys. But traditionally, I've always felt that games usually come down, you know, two, three, four plays that just are total game-changing differences, and that's what you saw against New York uh, with uh, with Washington up in New York. So um, we'll see. I- I'll never go as far as to saying there's a straight line for a quarterback. I mean, unless uh, unless you're literally just constantly throwing ducks. Like, I don't know, unless you're Nathan Peterman, right? <laughs> but, like, I just don't necessarily 100% believe that. An interesting discussion, though. Yeah. Interesting discussion to be had. Um, so here's how we're going to do this. We're going to recap everything that was week 13. Um, and we're going to dive right into week 14 because we are, I mean, Sean, we're a week into December, which is just nuts that this season is just moving on. But I, I do think there are teams separating themselves, but also a lot of lack of clarity. I don't know how to put that in a better way, but it's almost, it's like a weird dynamic of, yeah, you're seeing the cream rise to the top, but also this is a milkshake where I just don't know what teams like you can talk about top tier teams in each conference that are that are going to be impactful but like what is the nfc playoff race anyway nowadays like if you just look at the bracket and i'll pull up these brackets as we go on um, the nfc has been so unpredictable um the afc is a, a little clearer but you know how much weight do you put in any of these teams that aren't you know kansas city and buffalo like the ravens this weekend perfect example so we'll get into all of it but i do think that there's there's a crazy dichotomy of we know a lot, but we know nothing. Mm-hmm. And we're late enough into the season where I think I think we should know a little more by now than we do. So we'll get into that. Would uh, you have any thoughts? No, I mean you're right. I think I saw something that the the AFC playoff picture, which is probably the uh, I'd say clearer of the two. Um, I'd say the big question in will be who fills up those three wild card slots. Yeah, I think you have probably five or six teams that could potentially battle for them. You could even throw Pittsburgh in there if you wanted to. Yeah. Um. But also, who has home field? Bills or Chiefs? Because now it's back to the Bills. Yeah. Remember, it was at the Chiefs for I think three weeks, and now it's back to playoffs run through Buffalo. I believe, as I'm looking at it now, I believe Buffalo is the one seed. They, no, I know they are. That's right. what I'm saying. I'm saying at the end of the year, who's it going to be? Buffalo gets one more loss, and Kansas City wins out. Then all of a sudden, Kansas City's back atop, and you got to go through Arrowhead to get to the Super Bowl. Whereas. Yeah. If it stays how it is, or Kansas City gets another loss, or and Buffalo loses as well, because Buffalo has the tiebreaker over Kansas City because they beat Kansas City earlier in the year, I think week five. Um, playoffs go through Orchard Park up in New York, so it, it's uh, that that's I think that's going to be a really really big storyline because if it comes down to to either Cincinnati, Kansas City, or Buffalo battling for the AFC title, mm-hmm. it's going to be I think it's a home field. A, a true home field advantage. I think that's what separates the teams. Well, I think I, this just makes me look at each schedule, right? So for the Bills, I think they have a little bit of a harder trek here. Um, okay. Uh, we're looking at a game on Sunday against the Jets, a team that you really don't know. I mean, it's Mike White now, right? So, but uh, you they beat them already. So you're looking at a team that already beat you. Uh, then you go. Then you have the Dolphins come up, uh, and that's that's a Dolphins team that is is pretty pretty freaking good not to be messed with and beat you earlier 100 percent beat you earlier uh the bears who are not a good team but that's on christmas eve 
Um, the Bills will be in Chicago. And then the final two games are you play the Patriots as your final game of the year, and then you have uh, the Bengals. So that's not mm-hmm. a very easy schedule. It's a schedule that has proven that – I mean, again, they, you, you said it too. They've, they've lost to the Dolphins and, uh, and the Jets. Uh, for the Chiefs, you're looking at the Texans, uh, the Seahawks um, – God, go Chiefs in that game – the Broncos and the Raiders. Yeah, you know, you mild like Patrick Mahomes kind of shows up and puts it on cruise control. Like that's that you should go four and zero there. So, yeah, yeah the the uh, AFC, the top of the AFC is not to be um, not to be uh, written in stone here. A lot lot to go here, um, but uh, you know, and we will get into the games here. I I, I don't want to go off on too much of a tan- tangent, but while I have the bracket ahead of me, um, I think Cincinnati are hitting their stride. I really think that they are the third best team uh, in the AFC. I just I think the Bengals right now healthy as can be. I think they're better than Miami. Um, but look at these other teams in, in this playoff race. Some of the three other AFC teams: Tennessee, Baltimore, and the New York Jets. Do any of those teams really scare you at all? I mean, Baltimore needed everything in the books. I know Lamar was hurt, but everything in the books to beat the Broncos, which is like okay, <laughs> everything. In the- couple field goals beat them i'm like what i mean they they it just but it was like i'm not impressed by baltimore at all like in any capacity how 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 long is lamar jackson out i'd have to look that up um i was so glad that he gave me 0.3 points in fantasy though as a quarterback so that was fantastic um he is not practicing this week though he's still sidelined and on a you know we're on a thursday here um you'll know tomorrow preliminary ins and outs um I would have to say that if he is questionable, he's going to be out. Um, okay. They, I, I would bet you a thousand dollars because they're the three seed right now. It's not like this weekend. Who are they playing this weekend? Um, I believe they they're in Pittsburgh. Okay, so honestly, you don't need to rush him back. I'd say he'd be out again this week. See, Pittsburgh could win that game though. Pittsburgh's going to f- put up more of a fight than Denver. Well, defensively, see, but Steelers are, and, and I think the Steelers are built like the. Um, I think the Steelers are built like the Broncos. They've got a good defense, and they lack weapons offensively, mm-hmm. and their quarterback isn't doing anything. So it's weird to compare Kenny Pickett with Russell Wilson, but <laughs> I think that's just where they are. Um, so, yeah, man, it, it'll it'll be really interesting. I mean, the last thing on the playoff bracket, at least so far, we can touch on this a little later, but um, obviously Philly right now is the one seed. Uh, Minnesota at two. I don't really see any of these NFC, you know, NFC teams really scaring me too much. Dallas is at five, and I think – Dallas have the horses, but they're Dallas. They're going to find a way to yak all over their shirt. Um, <laughs> and then Tampa Bay, San Francisco, um, New York, and, and obviously Seattle there. If Washington wins, they're going to jump all the way up to that sixth spot, Wow, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, so they're on a bye week this week. But that Sunday night football game um, that was just flex of Sunday night football, the Giants coming to D.C. and playing Washington. I mean, that's a hu- I mean, that's a humongous game. We'll, I, I, we'll I would have to be there for that one. We will. We yeah. will both be. I'm, I'm very excited about that. I'll be getting choked by my tie, and uh, you'll just be up drinking beers comfortably in the exactly. two section. Um, now it'll it'll be great. But just so much to get into here. The uh, the NFL just the gift that keeps on giving, Shawnee. The gift that keeps on giving um, during this Christmas season. Um, let's get to recapping everything that was in Week 13, and I want to start on Thursday night football. Bills in New England, Shawnee. I want you to just take this from uh, oh. take this from me. Give me your. Uh, you were up at that game. You flew up. I was cool. watching at the bar that we go to, um, just down the road, um, and uh, I just thought of you the whole time while it was freezing and the Patriots are getting drugged up and down by their necks. Yeah. Well, it was Bud Light night, so that made it a little bit better. <laughs> Bud Light was. Uh, I think it was on sale. It, oh, it was, was it? Something like that. In the stadium. 
yeah, normally it's like sixteen bucks, and I think they brought it down to like eleven. You know, so oh, it's eleven dollars for a beer. Quote, yeah, man, what a steal! I should fly um, up. All right, uh, to sum up the game, I booed the Patriots at halftime. Oh, I, I want to see a video of that. I, oh, there's no video, but as did most people in the stadium. Because here's what we did going into the second half. We got a strip sack that Matthew Judon recovered close to our own 40. So we only had to go 60 yards. Mm-hmm. We were down at this point 17-7. to 7, Have to go 60 yards. Two timeouts, a minute 20 on the clock. What do we do? Run the ball. <laughs> Checks down, check downs to Ramondre Stevenson. Check down Charlie. Dude, it, there was... Zero urgency on behalf of the Patriots and Matt Patricia, the offensive play call. He's not even coordinator. He's play. That, it's such well, a screwed the, up system. Yeah, disaster. Come on, Bill. But <laughs> we 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 had no urgency. No, if you're playing arguably the best team in the NFL, you have to have urgency. You have to understand you are the underdog, and you're going to have to take risks to beat that team. We played it way too safe. I thought the week prior to that, when we played on Thanksgiving against Minnesota, that should have been the game model that we we played with because we were willing to throw the ball down the field. Not everything was a check down. Not everything was a run. Not everything was a screen pass or a five-yard out route. Mm-hmm. I know we lost that game, but at least we moved the ball offensively. I think Mac Jones can be a successful coordinator if they would – or a successful quarterback – if he had a good coordinator and if they were willing to take risks. So yeah. that, my big takeaway is New England's not willing to take risks. I don't know if they're seeing something in practice with, with Mac Jones. Mm. Um, I don't know if it, if it has to do with us having really no receiver talent. I mean, we don't, we don't have a superstar receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, there's a guy that we got this year. He's a rookie from Baylor, uh, Tyquan Thornton. Yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he either beat Tyree Kill or was – just behind him and fastest 40 yard dashes. He is so fast. So fast. They have this guy doing five yard in routes. Yeah, it's just such a miss. Run him down the he's tall. He's very skinny, but he, he yeah. he's tall and he's fast. Run him down the field. Do what the Chiefs did with Tyree Hill, where they they have him go straight down the field 30 yards and cut him inwards. Mm-hmm. And he beats the safeties, he beats his man, he beats linebacker. He you beats know why everyone. that works for Tyree Kill though? Because he's small. He's got Patrick Mahomes who can buy time in the pocket. He can move oh, yeah, around and true. stuff like but, that. But but you got to at least – you can't be having one of the faster guys Extend in the NFL. Extend the field, man. Do dual crosses. I totally get your point. You, I mean, so yeah. my big thing is they're, the, the offense just isn't willing to take risks. Yeah. And I think our defense is good enough at times. I mean, yeah. we, we did hold Buffalo to 24 points. Yeah. You know, um, which isn't terrible. But – you gotta well, was try to put up thirty, and I know it's a little them. dated, but I love Joe Gibbs's rule he used for years and years during his coaching span um, here in Washington was the twenty-four point rule. Score twenty-four points if you can get three touchdowns and a mm-hmm. field goal, you should be able to beat a team with your defense performing like it was. Yeah, and and you're right. I mean, twenty-four points is is, is pretty good. It's respectable. At least. It is. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-four ten loss at home, which which you know, look, the Patriots are six and six. They're still way in the thick of the playoffs, um, but if the Patriots. Again, I mean, these are teams that you can go out and beat a Tennessee if you want. You know, your defense shows up and stops Derrick Henry. T- Tennessee have nothing else. Um, you could you could go out and I'd say you'd be really competitive and probably beat Baltimore. But I think this is now you play them again um, and you take the tape and study that. But this is this is the top tier of your your conference, and it's it's just weird. It's weird seeing the Patriots 
like struggle on primetime, which is like this. I've never seen this. Before. Yeah. Like in my life. <laughs> um, but a 24-10 victory for the Bills. James Cook led on the ground for the Bills, 64 yards, 14 carries. Stephon Diggs found the end zone with 92 yards. Um, Josh Allen with two touchdowns, 223 through the air. Uh, overall, Shawnee, was it a good game day experience? Did you you you've been to uh, Foxborough multiple times? Um, it's like my first football game. I've been there for the Winter Classic. Hockey. Really? I have. Yeah. Is it your first time? Wow. First time because you game. have gone out to games in New Orleans. You've gone out to games in Miami, Washington, Washington, obviously, Cleveland. You went up to First Energy. That's I, great. I've been to Cleveland. Yep, and I've been to Indianapolis. Oh, that's right. You flew yeah. out to Indianapolis. Um, that's great. Was it a good crowd? Oh, great crowd. That's great. Yeah, until until <laughs> until yeah, until you were booing uh you were booing your awful. boy Matt. Yeah, everybody's booing him. I yeah, mean, people are chanting Zach. <laughs> uh yeah, your and then favorite. you tried and then you tried making me text you Zappy Hour and I told you to pound it somewhere <laughs> that I won't say on this podcast. I'll say it when the recording's off. Um but a 24-10 victory for the Bills. They go to 9 and 3. They are 5 and 2 on the road this year. Uh Patriots 6 and 6, 3 and 3 at home as well. Um, we're going to go down here to, uh, we're just going to go a little bit down 95 there to New York. So the commanders went up, uh, to New York and tied 20 to 20. Ooh. Um, it's a funny business because, so first of all, ties shouldn't happen in the NFL. Like we need to stop the nonsense and the NFL PA and NFL need to be locked into a room immediately and not be able to leave until they figure this out. Because ties just shouldn't be allowed. Like, this is an adult sport. Figure it out. No ties. Shawnee, your hand is in the air. I have a rule with ties, though. Okay, give it to me. There's always a winner and always a loser. Who's the winner? Who's the loser? I think the winner are the commanders here. I and agree. it's funny because... So, since we've gotten last on the pod, it's been a couple weeks, but Washington have hit a stride. Like, I don't remember in recent years us going... I mean, we were 1-4 and four at one point. I was... At one point, ESPN ranked them the 32nd team in the league. I told you that they might win three games. Like, it was probably as bad and as dark of a time for the organization that I can remember in a couple of years, honestly, with the ownership deal going on, the state of the stadium, all these different things going on. And, you know, your quarterback you brought in and paid $28 million out, and you got to see Taylor Heineke again. It's just this whole madness. But they picked up a role, and they're just, they were running with it. And this week was, was a regression for sure. Um, Taylor Heineke was not very good. You can read the stat line all you want, but watching that game, he just was not very good. Pretty inaccurate. Again, he just does not have the arm strength to push the ball downfield. It, it kind of doesn't matter. But you'll get from Taylor Heineke these drives, these late-minute drives where he suddenly becomes Marino, and it's like, what is going on? Like, everything is clicking. And uh, getting the ball back on our 10-yard line and scoring on a 90 – it was a 90-yard touchdown drive with 3.30 to go. Um, was just incredible. Um, the funny part about the Giants and the Commanders is that they're almost the identical team. It was almost like lining up your 12 guys and having a huge mirror where they're all just looking at the same person. Um, after the game, it was, and I'd love for you to pull up if you can find it, um, just look up the Fox broadcast when the clock expired. Graham Gano missed a possible game-winning field goal with 55 yards. He doesn't have a very big leg. He's pretty accurate, but the Giants kicker missed a possible walk-off 55-yard uh, field goal, which which came up pretty short, um, and everyone just kind of was. Everyone looked like they lost. Everybody, I mean, from anybody on the Washington sideline to the Giants sideline, because the reality is a tie is no better than a loss. Theoretically, usually ties are are honestly sometimes 
I mean, nothing can be worse than a loss, but but really 98% of the time a tie is a loss for both both teams. But just based on how the schedules are starting to play out in the coming weeks and the fact that Washington have a bye and then get to play New York again while New York is playing Philadelphia and then plays us again, um, it works out in our favor. On top of that, um, our schedule, just looking down the road, all of a sudden, just because of last weekend, got easier. Um, we play the Browns. Uh, the Deshaun Watson like looks horrific. Now, of <laughs> course, he hasn't played for – essentially, he hasn't played for two years. And everyone thought that he was just going to step in there and go for 330 and four touchdowns. It's like, I mean, he, he is terrible right now. Um, and then Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot. And now we're playing San Francisco in San Francisco with Brock Purdy, who is the, literally Mr. Irrelevant this past year. Um, it's not to discount the San Francisco 49ers. Their defense is completely elite. And, I mean, that, that, quite frankly, that alone can win you games against pretty good teams like Washington. Um but I do think it benefits Washington because the Giants have a harder schedule. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Actually, Shawnee, pull up the Giants' schedule real quick, um, and I'll just keep chopping wood here. Uh, so Washington and New York kind of have this this funny real mirroring where Daniel Jones was not very good in this game, um, but he made a couple couple good plays. He, he, he used his legs on the ground big time in this game, and Saquon is clearly regressing. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an injury thing. He does not look very explosive. And he did have a touchdown in this game. Uh, it was a 10-yard run. Uh, but other than that, like, he didn't do much. Didn't do much on the ground. Didn't do much through the air. Um, and that was kind of that. Uh, Terry McLaurin went for 105 and a touchdown on eight receptions. Brian Robinson was sniffing 100 yards with 96 on the ground. Uh, Taylor Heineke, two touchdowns in the air with 275. Obviously, a lot of that 275 kind of came in garbage time. But this is a perfect example. If you watch the condensed version of this game, anybody, anybody listening or Shawnee, you will see you will see five or six different plays where if it went the other way, that team would win. Like mm-hmm. um the Giants had a situation, they were up twenty to thirteen with I think five, six minutes to go. Uh was probably even less than that. And they were waltzing into field goal range. And the Giants committed a personal foul taunting penalty. Mm-hmm. And they pulled them out of field goal range and they punted. If they hit a field goal with five minutes to go up ten the game's over. Just based on how Washington's offense was really not moving the ball, it's over. Um, watch the, the officiating in this game was horrific. Like that's, my, I mean, it was so bad. I mean, there were calls that screwed Washington just so many times. Big missed defensive uh, pass interference calls. Um, some bad holding calls. I mean, overall, they missed an illegal hands to the face. Like, there's another one. An illegal hands to the face where offensive lineman's helmet just goes flying. And <laughs> you know when a helmet starts flying and rolling on the ground, no matter what, you throw the flag and you're like, who saw that? Because that literally is definition illegal hands to the face, so who saw it? And yeah. who is it? It's weird because it's like you don't even necessarily need to see it. You need to see a helmet rolling and just throw the flag and say, somebody saw this, didn't they? Because that, that's what it is. And they didn't. They, they literally just missed it. Um, yeah, it would have given us an automatic first down and a chance to go up two possessions. It's it's weird. It's not to blame the officials because you make your own opportunities in football. Um, but overall, kind of a wacky game, very unsatisfying game. Um, you know, a game that, that, that players are really, really excited for. I mean, just kind of hanging around uh, the players recently. Like, they were really excited for this game. Um, and I think there are things to take away and brush up on for Sunday Night Football coming up, and I think it's going to be a pretty great atmosphere in FedEx Field. They've had some some really good uh, good crowds out there this year. But 20-20 to 20 was the tie. Um, I think it's a great question, Johnny, and I, I think in this case, I think the tie leans commanders. I think the commanders did. Uh, they didn't help their chances, sh- like, any at all. 
Um, but they certainly didn't hurt them. And quite frankly, I think they'll go up because the Giants play the Eagles. If Washington wins next week, they'll go up a full two games. Um, so do it. Just go yeah. do it. Go win. Make it happen on a huge stage. And a lot of these young guys in the locker room are pumped for it. So, so go do a big Sunday night football game coming up uh, a week from Sunday. Yeah, let's talk about the Giants schedule real quick. You got the Eagles game that's coming up this Sunday, 1 o'clock. And then you got the Commanders, which was flexed to the Sunday yep. night football game. Then they're in Minnesota. Host, host the Colts in Philadelphia to end the year. Yeah, they got to play Philly twice. And um, that Minnesota team, I mean, some weeks, I mean, their defense is horrific, but some weeks they just show up and will kick people's asses. And I think they're they're pretty capable of doing that against the Giants because their offense, their offense has been kind of sputtering a little bit there, Shawnee. But 20-20 to 20 tie up in New Jersey uh, for the Washington's Commanders round one. Um Shawnee, let's go on down to the Falcon Steelers. Let's go down to Atlanta. A 19-13 to final. Um, the Steelers pull it out. Um, Cam Hayward's younger brother um, scores a touchdown, and uh, Cam Hayward was so disruptive on the line as well. Uh, and uh, it was a 19-6 to win over a Falcons team that they played in Washington. They lose on a heartbreaking – basically they're about to score and walk off Washington to win – with the final seconds left on the game. I don't know if you saw it, but Marcus Mariota tries to throw a ball. They're running the ball all over Washington, and then they decide to pull a Pete Carroll and start throwing on the the, uh, goal line. And Deron Payne throws his pop there, gets tipped, and uh, Kendall Fuller picks it off. And that's all she wrote. And that really put a dagger in the Falcons, who were really just neck and neck in the playoff race at that time. And and uh, since then have have sputtered big time. Um, Five and eight, they're really out of the playoff race. So we'll be bringing in Desmond Ritter as a starter. Marcus Mariota will moonwalk his way to the Gatorade stand. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, what were your takeaways from this game? Did you watch much of it? I actually did not. I'm impressed. Uh, it's it's shocking that the Steelers are five and seven. Mm, yeah, isn't it, it kind of? Sh- I mean, they're they're in the playoff race in the AFC. Yeah. I think it, it. I like I said. I think. I just think this is a strange year in football where, usually, typically speaking, my my rule of thumb is always the playoffs end up being, you know obviously extended at seven seats you're going to get a a team that kind of went ass backwards into the playoffs that's kind of how when you open up the playoff race to seven teams but it was always when it was six there were always four dominant teams and then you'd get two teams that you know like the 2020 you know washington football team or um this kind of commanders group where i feel like when all is level set they're a little bit above average but i'm nothing they shouldn't really make any playoff push i see nothing to believe that, but you kind of get these teams. But this year, it's weird because there's there's a good number of them. I mean, in each division, there's at least three. Yeah. Uh, where it's like you know, we're talking, ball, like I said, Baltimore Titans. I don't believe in any of those teams at all. The Jets, I don't believe in that team at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants, I don't believe in. The Commanders, I don't necessarily think are there for anything more than a wild card. Like they're gutsy enough, and quite frankly, if I was another team, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to play Washington. But the best they would do is a wild card win. That's yeah. the best I see them capable because of Taylor Heineke. Um. But it is weird. I mean, it was the same. I mean, the Falcons were a week or so ago. They were right in the thick of the playoff hunt where I was like, this does not make sense at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. It is weird. And it's weird to see a Mike Tomlin-led team just look bad. Um, but I think these are two pretty similar teams, um, uh, again, matched up. And uh, Steelers got the 19-16 win there, Shawnee. Um, let's go to Chicago, where the Packers officially become the winningest franchise in NFL history over the... Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. Uh, a 28-19 win. We're early in this game. Uh, it 
was not looking good for the Packers. Um, they were down double digits. It seemed like, oh, man, are they about to get destroyed by the Bears? Um, and that kind of would have been the cherry on top of the Packers' awful season, which I still think is, is pretty much over. Um, losing to, you know, uh, what was it? At the time, they were a 3-9 and nine team. But, um, Shawnee, this was, this was a pretty – pretty funny game to watch because it was a tale of two halves and, and, and Rogers finally rallied in the fourth quarter, beat the bears 28, 19. Uh, Justin Fields ran the ball really well again, uh, through two picks through the air. Uh, AJ Dillon, uh, almost touched a hundred yards with a touchdown. Equinemius St. Brown, 85 yards and Christian Watson, man. I don't know where he was. I believe the stat is, um, over the first seven games, I think he had a touchdown. And then I think it's in the last, um, I want to say it's in the last four games he has eight touchdowns, which is just like, what is even happening here? I mean, talk about being a young rookie no one really knows of to, dude, you're about to put up double-digit touchdowns in like the second half of the year. Um, really, really impressive. Justin Fields is starting to feel his, feel his groove, and I, you know, I'm pretty impressed with his. I think Matt Eberflus is a great coach, um, and I think he's really, really opening up uh, his playbook, which I thought was really bad and limited at the start of this year. Um, but him being able to use his feet has been a game changer, dude. I mean, that's kind of how it's been. What's your What's your take? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Justin Fields is only going to get better. I, I know there was a point earlier in this year that um, I think I called him the worst quarterback to ever I play think football. He did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somehow there you go. Spill your. Coke. Yeah, I just love spilling my coke. The good news is um, we're recording, so <laughs> don't really have any ability to clean it. So we're, what we're going to do here is ignore it. <laughs> we'll ignore it. Suck it up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, look, I mean, the Packers needed this. I, I, I can't possibly see the Packers going to the playoffs but they no. are five and eight they're kind of hanging around uh, but you're gonna have tougher to, yeah, yeah you're 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 gonna have to win out yeah and oh, you're yeah. gonna have to have another team struggle like it could happen I don't see it I don't see it happening I, I think yeah, the Seahawks I don't either, but it could I think this not out yeah I mean you would have to have You'd have to have a lot go your way. I, I, I know statistically they're not out, but I just I don't see it happening. Um, I don't see it happening. Because uh, I do think the NFC is getting slightly better as the year progresses here. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just don't see that happening. It's And that's a weird thing to say. I mean, they won the conference last year. Yeah. And they would be, you know, they're they're going to be like a 9-8 and eight team or 8-9 and nine team, which is just like, what? Um, but uh, Packers officially winning his football team. Uh, in the world how about that um the lions literally murdered the jaguars um at home and it's starting to make me feel a little different about the lions shawnee um 40 to 14 was the final score um jared goff went for 342 touchdowns uh, amon ross st brown two touchdowns 114 through the year deandre swift with a touchdown 62 yards on the ground, the Jags are week in, week out, you know, and I'm tired, you know, I was watching the Fox pregame show and I love the Fox pregame show. I've been watching it for, since I was a kid, it was the Kurt, um, Terry, Howie and Jimmy right before. I mean, it was right when Kurt Menefee took that over from James Brown. And, um, I've always loved that show cause it's fun. It's lighthearted. But as I kind of have grown up and seen some of the takes on that show, I'm like, does like, some producer needs to go up to Terry Bradshaw and be like, hey, dude, like what you just said, I love you. I know it's an opinion. It's just wrong. <laughs> and before the show, he was going on about, you know, Trevor Lawrence has arrived. He doesn't need to prove anything. And I'm like, what are you literally talking about? <laughs> I have, yeah. what, what, like, 
what are you literally talking about? I, I can't understand it, but the the Jags, it doesn't quite make sense. And I know this is Doug Peterson's first year, and he's kind of washing away the taste of Urban Meyer. That kind of that vibe and that uh, organization very clearly was a really bad one. I, I get all that, and I think Doug Peterson's a good coach as well. And I, Trevor Lawrence was too good coming out of college. I mean, he might be – you know, there's Elway, there's Luck, and then there's Lawrence in terms of scouted QBs that are the most pro-ready. I haven't seen it at all yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen it. And I don't care if anyone says, no, no, he made a couple good throws here. I'm like, you're not the top. Right? We didn't – This Andrew Luck did not take this long. Like, it just it, – it didn't. And he was with the Colts, who are not known to be particularly good. I know, you know, the Peyton Manning years and blah, 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 whatever. Um, that's concerning me. Like, it's been concerning me for weeks and it continues to concern me. I'm going to ask you to pull up more schedules. Pull up the Lions schedule to go for the rest of this year. Because this is a team that makes me feel like if they get on a roll, um, this is an actual playoff threat. It sounds ridiculous, but I think it's a playoff threat. Um, this team could, honestly, I, I, I based on the schedule that I saw recently, they could win out. They could. You uh, want me to give it? it to me, yeah. Hosting the Vikings. Yep. Then they go to New York to play the Jets. Okay. Okay, so those are two. You don't know what version of the Jets ever shows up. Vikings line, that's going to be a shootout. It, I, I think it's going to be because here's the thing. If Jared Goff shows up, um, they're, the Vikings defense is – it's statistically – I think it's statistically the worst defense mm-hmm. in the league. They're so bad. Um, they just have the tools offensively to make up for it. Yeah. When the offense is moving. Kirk Cousins has not had a great year. But you're right. I mean, the Jets team, you don't know what shows up. And the Vikings is going to be a flip the coin. I don't know what team shows up either. All right, so again, hosting the Vikings in New York against the Jets, in Carolina against the Panthers. Is that even a football team? I don't think that's a team. I think they passed away. (laughs) They're a minor league team. Then they host the Bears, another minor league team. Mm -hmm. And then they go to Lambeau to end the year. Those are all winnable. Yeah, they're all every like, one of them are winnable. And not like, oh, if they if they put a couple plays together, maybe they'll keep it. No, those are like winnable, winnable. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, you know I, mean? I need yeah, yeah, yeah. the I need them to lose. I need the air to come out of that balloon a little bit because they I think at this point with the confidence that they have, I mean, putting up 40 at home, I mean, you're you're going to get so much confidence from that. I need them to lose a couple games and I need them to stop creeping up on us because they're they're making me a little nervous um if washington drop i mean if washington drop against the giants i'm gonna be i'm gonna start being very nervous um about the lions but uh but yeah i mean they're on a roll right now man i i they're kind of a runaway train but let's see if they let's see if they stub their toe in any way in the coming weeks but you're right those are some winnable football games uh jets and vikings vikings Eek one out here. I did not watch a second of this game, funny enough. Um, but I did a little bit of reading on this, 27 to 22. It really did highlight what we've been talking about, how bad their defense is. Um, but it was hilarious because it ended up being a defensive play that ended up coming up clutch for them at the end. Again, the Jets are so funny because um, you you just don't know what version of them show up. And you figured – I mean, you figured coming in um, – Dude, you'd figure coming into this year that Zach Wilson, like, this guy is is coming into year two, and this is going to be a big step up for him. And he has literally found himself benched in early December during an incredibly important stretch of games here, which is just it kind of should scream at you, whoa, this situation might be worse than we even think it is, um, which is a big, big deal. Um, but, again, the story for the, the, the Vikings really is, is, like, what – 
what version of their offense shows up? Um, because you know their defense is aged, their defense is old, It's it, their run defense is specifically horrendous. Um, but it's just what type of Kirk Cousins shows up, how involved can they get Dalvin Cook really on the ground, which they did in this game. Um, what's, you know, can they start answering back, and can their defense do just enough at this point? It's not a question of improving the defenses. Can you just do enough? Um, and they uh, they did enough here against the Jets. 10-2 and two, the Vikings are. I don't think they're a 10-2 and two football team. I, I've I've watched a lot of them this year. This was one of the games I haven't watched, and I don't think they're truly a 10-2 and two team. Um, but they have the horses in the barn, man. I mean, when you've got um, – you make that trade, how big TJ Hawkinson has already been for them. Um, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, perfect one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like that tight end of that offense has been their missing gemstone, but – uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Vikings end up uh, end up doing here. I, I'd love to. I'll pull up their their schedule to see what the next few weeks. This patch of Coca Cola that I spilled <laughs> on my desk is in the worst location because I'm trying to type, but this 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 puddle is right under where my wrist would be. So <laughs> you, might, you might have greasy elbows. Yeah, this bit. isn't good, dude. This isn't good at all. Uh, let's look at the Vikings schedule here, Shawnee, because um, I do think that it's a, it's a lighter schedule as we go down, uh, and I am confirmed correct. So we got the lines at one o'clock. Um, on December 17th, they play the Colts. They go uh, Giants, Packers, and Bears. Um, so you're playing three divisional opponents in the final uh, five weeks, and none of your division is particularly impressive. I mean, they ran away with this division. Um, they, they, I believe they should lock it up this week. I think a win against the Lions locks up the division. Um, so it'll be interesting, man. It'll be very interesting to see how that progresses, but uh, – Beating the Jets is something you 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 know you got to do if you think you're a top top tier NFC team, um, and they did just that. The Eagles got a home date against the Titans, a 35 to 10 breeze win. Um, this was the AJ Brown return game, and there was always this talk of the revenge, you know. And I always end up, I try not to get swept away by these pregame. You know, people go, oh, well, Russell Wilson once played for this GM's brother's cousin, so he's out for him. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't think athletes feel that way. This was a little bit different, right? This is a guy who wanted to be a Titan for life, and then they just traded him away. I mean, the Titans do this all the time. They don't pay receivers. They just completely, they'll take, um, you know, they they didn't want to pay, uh, or or they didn't really want to extend anything to do with Julio Jones when he came in for the one year. Mm Um and let's be clear, A.J. Brown's probably the best receiver to walk through Tennessee's door since that funny, weird little uh, Randy Moss era where he started bouncing around at teams at the end of his career. Um, they let him roll out the door, and he walks over to Philly and makes him pay. Um, completely, the Titans had no shot in this game. And again, the Titans are the most one-dimensional team yeah, you'll ever kidding. watch, right? You stop Derrick Henry and literally name me something that's threatening on that team. Derrick Henry? <laughs> Henry, Derek. I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's 100% right. Um, Jalen Hurts, it almost seemed effortless for him. 29 to 39, 380 and three touchdowns. It just didn't even seem fair. I think the thing that summed up this game completely, I don't know if you saw this, it was an A.J. Brown pass that went for 40 yards. That he It was a 41-yard, made the catch, didn't get two feet fully in bounds, and they called it a touchdown on the field, and after review they – Reversed it, and the literal next play, he goes for a forty-one yard touchdown. It was yep. just like you with, can't stop me with at the all. cornerback falling down. Well, you know, I believe he just rammed into the corner because the corner had gotten his foot stuck. I think or was something like he juked him out, yeah. and then he literally just Mack trucked him, just ran <laughs> him over, and then walked into the end zone where there might have. I don't think there was a player from either team within thirty-five yards. It was like <laughs> okay, he doesn't even need. To, he could literally take a nap and then walk in. 
Um, what were your takeaways from this one, Johnny? Um, I, you know, I'm still curious whether or not the Eagles are actually as good as the record says. I, I don't think that they are. I, I still don't feel like they are because I don't feel like Tennessee is that. I have never in the past four, three, four years believed that Tennessee was as good as the record. 100%. I did not believe that they should have been one seed last year other yep. than their record got them there. And it showed in the playoffs. They it lost the, the first playoff game they played. They lost yep. at home against a team that should have had no business, you know, winning that game. Never 100%. mind going to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I don't think Tennessee is good. And I don't, I don't think Philly is. I mean, maybe they squeaked their way into the Super Bowl based on the NFC kind of being questionable. But this is actually a question I wanted to bring up to you. If mm-hmm. you had right now, based off of everything you've seen, but let's disregard the games that they've played against each other. If you had an NFC East tournament and you had right now, they have never played any of the teams yet, but you had Dallas play Philly twice, Washington play Philly twice and New York giants play Philly twice. What I would say, let me know if you agree. Mm. Dallas beats Philly twice. I think really. So you think Dallas is that much better? I think Dallas is that much better than Mm -hmm. Philly. I think the Giants beat Philly at least once, and I think the Commanders beat Philly at least once. What yeah, so so to your point, uh, we did beat Philly once, right? And we honestly – Throw that out. Throw, right. Throw, talk about them right at this moment, the team right now. I not, think you're right. I think Washington beats them once. I think Philly beats them once. Um, I think the Giants go 0-2 against them. I, okay. don't, I actually don't think the Giants are very good. I mean, just watching them this week, I thought – tying them um and again washington and new york are pretty similar but again the you know the new york was fighting two things i mean i i I think the commanders are just better than the giants um and i think philly probably splits with dallas although i would i would give the edge i mean i hate them both tremendously with my whole heart but i actually think when all is healthy I think John, the the Cowboys are are the best team in the division right right now at least. And again, mm-hmm. I want this to be totally clear. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, period. Enter. They have blown my socks off this year as to what they have been. Even if you think that the the what whatever the eleven win record, even if you think that's fraudulent, what they've been able to do. Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. Yeah. I don't think he'll win it because. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. Like it's not, it's not really. But his step has not been a step from last year to this year. It's it's been a trampoline leap that I I didn't see happening. And the the first thing I said when AJ Brown was traded to Philly was, okay, good luck with Jalen Hurts. I guess like great, you'll bring in this big expensive receiver, you'll pay him, and then you have Jalen Hurts. And it's just literally been the opposite. I mean, they he has completely blown the doors off um, expectations and. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback going forward. It's not even a question. And remember how much – and I gave them crap for bringing Jalen Hurts back. Um, I've been wrong. A lot of people have been wrong. By the way, I don't see a lot of people admitting they were wrong, but I was so wrong about Jalen Hurts. And I do see what you're saying, though. Um, the Eagles cannot stop the run. And, and again, I go back to good for them for bringing in Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph. That's great. Um, they can't really stop the run. And their their defense has been incredibly opportunistic, right? That turnover ratio that they've been winning and blowing the doors off of is is not reflective of that defense. So 
it's interesting. I would say the Cowboys still right now when they're healthy. Dak has not been impressive this year, but I still think they've got more more in the barn than the Eagles do. Well, we have yet to see. The one thing I did take away from this game is I, I actually don't think the Titans are very good. I, I'm actually going to go as far as to saying I don't think they're actually very good. They bear, I mean, they beat Washington because Carson went through an interception at the one-yard one, one yard line. Like, literally, Washington had a first and goal to two with 19 seconds and a timeout. Mm-hmm. Um Find, find a way to score like they threw and it was a great pick by the linebacker but it's like they left by the skin of their teeth um i don't think the titans are particularly good man when, when derrick henry and he looks a little bit slow now as as the years progressed which is weird because in opposite years it's always been he starts slow and ends on a tear um just not that way this year but yeah that's what i got in the titans eagles anything else no, nah, man, that's it. I I agree with you about the Titans for sure. Yeah, let's uh, let's breeze through some of these games here as we kind of go into that four o'clock slate. Um, the Ravens beat the Broncos by a point. So Lamar Jackson um, is out in this game. He's injured, ankle injury, and I, I think, like I said, he'll be out this weekend. Tyler Huntley comes in, and and I guess you could say rallies. But when I tell you that. Uh, touchdown in the fourth quarter was the only touchdown scored. Like the box score goes Broncos first quarter three, second quarter three, third quarter three. It's like what is even going on? Russell Wilson can't even go over two hundred yards. Lamar Murray, um, uh, no, sorry, Latavius Murray um, can't even get over fifty yards. Greg Dolchich led the uh, the team with eighty five yards. I mean, the, the Broncos are an embarrassment, man. They're a complete embarrassment. They need to fire their coach and probably fire their GM and figure something out because Russell ain't going anywhere and you they all look dead. They all look completely dead and they're not even interested. So it's like you sit in that room and you realize, okay, Russell ain't going anywhere. So whether he's ass or not, it doesn't matter because he ain't going anywhere. So we need to figure this out. And if I need to kick Russell Wilson in a meeting or something, do it. Figure it out. Uh, they're embarrassing and they should be probably uh, relegated to the XFL. <laughs> um, the Ravens kind of proved again. I know Lamar went out, but um, they've been such a weird team this year, man. I mean, I have – so we're local, right? I mean, we can drive up to Baltimore in what, hour and a half? Mm-hmm. Right up the road. Um, and those Ravens games are always broadcasted on CBS. So if we're watching locally, you'll get the Redskins on Fox if they're playing or on CBS and the Ravens on the opposite. They're always – because we're in local markets and – um, I've watched a lot of Ravens football that I don't want to watch either at halftime or whatever, and they are so unconvincing. I mean, they're eight and four. They they might be, they're like Vikings level un- unconvincing, but somehow worse. It's 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 a weird bit. The Ravens are uh, nine to ten. That game nobody watched and enjoyed that. And imagine paying tickets for that and just being okay. I got even you got to win. It's like I I don't know why I need a refund. It's just yeah, that was a bad uh, bad matchup against two. Oh, well, one is horrific, and the other one is is average at best um in the ravens but 10 to 9 you win that's what you're uh, told to do and the ravens did so um browns get away with a win despite the fact that deshaun watson is horrific and i think he'll probably be horrific for the rest of the year Uh, and like i said like all the jokes aside and all those things about Deshaun, he hasn't played for two years so it's like he's people expecting him to step up and you know ball out i don't know uh, how far over your skis you have to be um, the Texans are, are literally just, they just want the first, first overall pick. I mean, a one in 10, like, I don't know. You're, they're not one in 10. They're one, one in 10 and one. Oh, you're right, Shawnee. I'm so sorry. How rude of me to forget another one. You can't loss. forget the ties. Come on. Imagine tying to the Texans. Who tied the Texans again? Was it the Colts? It was the Colts. Uh, Which actually, who do you think is more painful to watch? The Colts or the Broncos? I guess so the Broncos. The 
Broncos are clearly I think the Broncos are enraging to watch. It's not disappointment. It will be disappointment when next year they put together another shuffle of the roster and they still suck. The Colts are kind of what they are, but they've had these odd g- Matt Ryan is the most infuriating person in the league to watch right now. Like the way he just dropped to the ground like Eli Manning style towards the end of his career is so infuriating. But he can't <laughs> move a pocket. He's so bad he needs to retire immediately. Um, <laughs> but God, the Broncos came into this year with such expectation, and yeah. all they've done is piss down their leg. I, 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 there's just, and the problem is with the Broncos. Like I said, I, I have said this multiple times for a podcast, and I'll keep saying it. You can't move Russell Wilson for the next like four years minimum. I mean, the, if you go to Spot Track, literally S P O T T R A C, that's going to give you all the roster breakdowns, all the um, contract breakdown. There is no out in Russell Wilson's contract. I believe for the next. Five years. I think in four years you can cut them, but it would have a significant dead cap. And in five years, I think your dead cap is still like third. I mean, it, it's the if Russell Wilson cannot get better in any capacity, <laughs> send him to the Rockies. I can't even tell you, man. <laughs> like baseball. it's not me being dramatic. If Russell Wilson does not improve significantly, that is a franchise-altering setback, like yeah. a complete and utter. Fr- like if you're paying that guy that much money over that much time, you're you. It's franchise altering, like literally. It was almost like the, the 2012 draft pick that Washington traded up, and how much they gave up to go get RG3. Uh, well, I like that they take the shot and go get a good quarterback, who, which he was for a year. Him not working out was franchise altering. Like it set the franchise back probably three or four years with the amount of first round picks and draft capital and all these things that they gave up. Where it's like, okay, cool. We don't basically have a draft from 2012 to like 2015. They did not have a first round pick. That's a huge deal. I mean, that is. That's huge. Like it's a really big deal. I think the Broncos are knocking on that door. Uh, nonetheless, twenty-seven to fourteen, two bad teams uh, were bad. So nothing really crazy there. The Texans are hoping for another first-round pick to kind of shore up and put the bow on the Deshaun Watson era. Um, go get yourself a future quarterback and uh, and start all over again. Um, Browns, I think, eventually will be better. But um, with Jacoby Brissett on the sideline, it's like I, you know. You wonder how much better he would have looked, but it didn't necessarily matter. 27-14, a final score from Houston. Rams and Seahawks played, and uh, this was one of those games as a Rams fan. How do you even pay for tickets anymore? The Rams won the Super Bowl last year. They were parading around Los Angeles with the Lombardi Trophy. They are 3-9, and nine, and they're 2-5 and five at home. And it's funny because everybody, including me, was praising them for – you know the big let's trade draft picks. Let's uh, let's do the whole uh, screw the draft. Let's just go straight in on aging free agents. It paid off. Like they went to the Super Bowl. They did what they needed to do. Uh, and the following year, their entire team is slowly but surely um, either getting ready to receive social uh, social security checks or they're all just slowly passing away. Uh, Matt Stafford's injury uh, out for the year. Um, it's it's a spinal issue it's just a total mess and it looks like this is this is going to be probably close to the end of the road here for for Matt Stafford in terms of his career which is sad to say because I've loved Matt Stafford but just looking around that roster the defense is incredibly aged Um, the offense they Cooper Cup being out is kind of the nail in the coffin because outside of Odell Beckham during that playoff run um, you're talking about Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup like a fantastic trio um, you do not have Odell Beckham on the roster and Cooper Cup being out for the year. It's like this this ship has sunk. 
Um, the Rams at three and five is still a strange thing, but the Seahawks are are still rolling. They're doing what they need to do. Uh, Geno Smith uh, hits DK Metcalf for a late touchdown in this game. Um, the Seahawks end up coming out on top, 27-23. Geno Smith, 367 and three touchdowns. Cam Akers with two touchdowns on the ground for the Rams. And Tyler Lockett, nine receptions, 128, and a touchdown. Um, big win there for Seattle as they uh, keep uh, keep their train running uh, in the NFC playoff race. Uh, we will go to San Francisco in a marquee game that everyone was so excited about. And this game ended up... Uh, going off the rails kind of quickly. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot early in this game. Um, there's been some kind of uh, conflicting reports coming out as to whether he is out for the year or surgery comes into play and he's he's there and healthy uh, for the playoffs. Um, let's get your thoughts, Shawnee. Uh, 33-17, did you watch much of this game? I actually did not. Um, I figured why I didn't. Maybe it wasn't on red zone. But anyway, so what they're saying about Garoppolo is they originally said he was out for the season. That was the coach saying. That was Shanahan saying yeah. that. Then he went to the doctor because they always do like a Monday. You know how ESPN is always like, oh, so-and-so is going to get the injury confirmed on Monday. Because yeah. in the locker rooms, I'm always sure MRI. Yeah. MRI. But they only have x-rays and they only have limited equipment in the locker 100%. room. So they can only give a a general evaluation. Yeah. They thought he was toast. They thought yeah. that was it for the There's season. There's no MRIs. You can get the concept. The MRIs will give you a better concept of ligament damage. Mm-hmm. If it's a hairline fracture, a compound fracture, you can get the sense because they have all these NFL stadiums have those x-ray rooms right as you come in through the tunnel. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're right. It was funny how quickly it was like, yeah, this is over. And then all of a sudden it came, Hey, he might be back for a potential playoff run. Yeah, he went. Um, I guess the doctors officially said it, it wasn't as bad in whatever doctor way, yeah. a medical way. Doctor it's not way. As bad. Yeah, exactly. You write a book about whatever doctor way and then <laughs> yeah. just start breaking. Whatever the doctor says, I'll do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean I, that's big. Um, if he's able to come back, I know the the Niners have um, Washington, like you said, they're coming yep. up. Tampa is coming up. Yep. Um, I believe that's this week, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So yep, it is. They play Tampa this week. Yep. You know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because the Niners are a good team, but they did not start the season well. No, no. And so their record is is not as good as I think they are. Mm-hmm. Kind of the opposite of the Vikings or the yep. Eagles, I think, where where the record doesn't reflect how they are. With that being said, you need a good record to get a good seed in the playoffs. Sure. Um, obviously, I think they're going to win. I guess it's not obvious, but I do think they're going to win the division. I, I think Seattle's come back down to earth a little bit. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I think keeping Jimmy Garoppolo at least plausible mm-hmm. for the playoffs is a big deal. Because you're going to need him. Yeah. I, oh, you're going to need him. Is dude. he a franchise quarterback? No. But does he win? Yeah. I mean, is but is there a guy? I think beyond that is is there a guy that knows the playbook like like Garoppolo does? And he just went. He's a play manager or play uh, like a, a game manager, mm-hmm. and he just he wins. He finds know? a way, man. I mean, there's that, that's that's kind of that's a big deal, and especially when you lose Trey Lance for the year. This is the second quarterback to essentially be lost for the year, and when you lose Trey Lance, it immediately makes you feel. You know, oh God, and 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 look, let's be clear with ourselves. Shanahan did not want Garoppolo on this roster. They did everything they could to ship him out of town, but that shoulder surgery in the offseason stopped all that from happening. So Trey Lance shows up, and that's your guy. And Garoppolo knew he was playing on borrowed time last year. I think his total expectation was let's go be a franchise quarterback for another team. And he came back and sat on the bench. And a guy who I know will be a starter for another team next year. Um, if he can get this this foot totally figured out, it's not too big of a deal. 
Um, but just him kind of sitting in the background and then showing up uh, and, and performing well. And, I mean, that Christian McCaffrey trade is such a big deal for the, the 49ers, such a game changer. Um, and then for him to get an injury like this was just so heartbreaking. I mean, as an NFL fan, it's like it's upsetting because you're like, that's not how this should end. Um, for a 49ers team that, I mean, I, I – I still think are an NFC uh, powerhouse, but I mean, I watched them against the Dolphins even when Shannon and uh, you know, sorry, even when uh, Garoppolo left, um, and they were still dominating this game. And it, oh, I mean, it's it's their defense that's just so good. But I mean, think of their offense, dude. Think of it. It's Kittle. It's Debo. It's Ayuk. It's Christian McCaffrey. Um, they ju- it just doesn't, and they got a great offensive line as well. Um, so that alone will take pressure off of Purdy for as long as he needs to be in there. I think that's going to help him. Um, the last thing on this game was, do you think this was more of an indication of how good the 49ers are or a little bit of a let's squeal the brakes on the Dolphins? I think it's an indication of how good the 49ers are. Okay. Yeah, I think um, so too. That, that's where I was. Yeah. I, you know, the Dolphins are good. Um, and I, I actually think they're better than some people give them credit for. I know some yeah. people are like, oh, the Dolphins are great, but there's always a but to it. Yeah. I, I I could see the Dolphins going to the AFC Championship, you know, yeah. if, if the cards are played right. I, I don't see them representing the AFC in the in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. um, but they're definitely a playoff team. Sure. Um, no, I think so. You, you know, 100%. And, and send them to Kansas City. You know, you never know what would happen there. Send them to Buffalo. You yeah. never know what would happen there in the playoffs. So yeah. I, I I do think Miami's a, a tough team, and I I, I do think that their uh, their record is pretty on par with where they are. Yeah, no, that's 100% where I'm at. And uh, I, I know that game was a big marquee game, like America's Game of the Week everyone was all excited about. Um, but obviously kind of halted there with uh, with Garoppolo's injury. It, it didn't necessarily matter, though, for the 49ers. It didn't seem, at least. Um, they just came out and uh, stomped all over the Dolphins, 33-17. to Shawnee, the Bengals have beaten the Chiefs. Joe Burrow has beaten the Chiefs three times in a row now. That's thrice, my friend. Um, Burrow uh, just... Again, I think the Bengals are getting hot at the right time, too. I think they're getting hot at the right time. Uh, when did Samaj Pirine become uh, this god figure and then Barry? I, I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. We had Samaj Pirine here in Washington. We drafted him, um, and he was bad, like really bad. Um, just not a great running back, and he goes off to the Bengals, and I really thought I would never see Samaj P. Ryan again. Um, I thought he would probably become a realtor or something. Um, this Joe Mixon injury, Samaj P. Ryan has just, fantasy-wise, has gone off. But, I mean, multiple 100-plus yard games, multiple two-touchdown games. I mean, the guy's putting up 30 points on fantasy, which is just like, what is going on? Jamar Chase being back uh, was an impact. I think they're getting healthy at the right time. Um, I don't think this speaks much to the Chiefs. I think this is a funny little Achilles heel going on now with Patrick Mahomes where it's like, I mean, you could see he was upset during this game. Um, I mean, naturally, you're, you're, you're playing uh, last year's AFC Championship rematch. Um, and the Bengals just got the best one three straight times here for Joe Burrow uh, against the Chiefs. So that's going to be interesting to see both of these teams, obviously playoff teams. Um, I wonder if they meet again, Johnny. Um, wonder if they meet again. You got any thoughts on this one? No, I I think you're uh, you're right. This it was a good game. Um, I don't think the Chiefs, like you said, took a step back at all. No, I think they're still the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, man, the Bengals. I I saw something on uh, TikTok, and it's just uh, I think you've said it before. Football and playoff football is not about 
being the best at the beginning of the season mm. or midway through the season. Yep. It's about getting hot at the right time. Hot at the right time. That's that's literally what's yep. happening in Washington. That's that's what's happening down the road here in Ashburn. So um it's yeah, remarkable. But that that's a fun matchup. I'd love to see that again in the playoffs. Um, the Chargers suck. I hate them so much. I'm tired of thinking that they're good because they're not good. Um, I don't care if they're six and six. You're just it's almost like trying to convince me the Eagles are great and their fan base is normally behaved. I can't I can't get behind the Chargers in any capacity. Um Devonte Adams. No, they're horrible. Uh, I can't. I can't stand them. And they love. They almost love and accept that they're stupid, and they think it's like funny or like Yo, we're passionate. I'm like, you're not. You're, you're your all city. morons. Like every one of you destroy. Like you destroy your city when you lose. You destroy your city when you win. Go away. Just no, no. You're not correct. Um, the Raiders win. Uh, Do Devonte Adams the last few weeks. I traded him in fantasy three weeks ago, and in that spare time, he is just – I mean, he's Samaj P. Ryan it up. Um, two touchdowns, 177, um, a late-minute connection there to uh, put them uh, over the top against uh, the Chargers. Uh, Josh Jacobs. I had Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams both – again, I'm, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to say what I said next. I hate people talking about their bets or fantasy teams. Um, either way, I suck at fantasy. Um, moving on, uh, 27 to 20 Raiders five and seven chargers. That's just a game you need to win, man. Like yeah. that's a game. You got to find a way to win. Um, and it's just so ridiculous to watch and it's, inf- it's frustrating. I- again, I don't have really any connection to the chargers at all. I love their powder blue jerseys. I love Justin Herbert. I'm just, it's frustrating to see teams in situations where dude, if you win this game, you're now in the driver's seat, uh, for, uh, for a playoff spot and you're just not doing it and you're losing to division rivals. Like stop doing that. Just do everything but that immediately. Um, 27 to 20 again, final score for the eighth time. I think I've given that score. Um, Raiders get a big home win. They are still in the playoff hunt, which if they get into the playoffs, I, what is anything anymore? Um, (laughs) Sunday night football, you look at the score and you think, Oh my God, this was a complete drubbing. This game probably lost all of their viewing share at, like, the second quarter. It wasn't that way. And it's funny because I think this showed off the Cowboys' power a little bit of what they're capable of doing. But I actually tend to give this game more to the Colts literally just completely imploding and melting down. This game was very competitive up to halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, and into the third quarter, uh, Colts Colts scored another six. I, I don't think they ever took the lead in this game, but they came within a point. Um it was really competitive. I've never heard of this happening. I don't know how it happened, but the Cowboys scored f- 33 points in the fourth quarter. 33 points in one quarter. And it literally was, in, in a way, I was watching a Christmas movie with Anna. And I, I, you know, by Sunday Night Football, I, I, I always have my game on my phone, but I need a little bit of a break. So sometimes I'll toss on a movie and then I'll catch the second half of the game. But I had the, the game in my phone the entire time. And by the time that third quarter was halfway through, um, I just flipped the game on. I was like, "We got this is cr- I don't if Dallas lose to the Colts, like this is a big deal." Um, and just watching Matt Ryan, literally just have seizures. I don't know what he <laughs> was doing. He I, I don't know what had happened. Um, but between it was a Mo Alley Cox fumble that was picked up and run to the end. I mean, it just it, it was an endless barrage in that fourth quarter. That was like wow, the doors just got blown off. Uh, Matt Ryan with two touchdowns, 233. Tony Pollard had two touchdowns, uh, touchdowns as well. And then Alec Pierce, the receiver for Indianapolis, with a touchdown, 86 yards. Um, man, Michael Pittman's been 
a disappointment this year. Mm-hmm. Like there was so much hype coming into this year about Michael Pittman being a top tier receiver, and it just hasn't really worked out. He's had some really good games, um, but it hasn't really come to fruition here. Um, Cowboys go to nine and three. Colts to four, eight and one. Um, by the way, side note: the Titans did fire their GM. Um, they did, yes, they did they this did, last yeah. week. I yep. just remembered I had to bring that up. That's a weird move to me. I think that there's ways of unless that there's a situation where no one got along with them, that's a weird move that they would fire their GM after. I know I, I I've said that the Titans I don't think are very good, but like But they're gonna be a playoff team just given the division. Right. I'm sitting there they these were whether it was BS or not, they won the conference last year. They were the first seed in the AFC, which is like really gonna fire their GM that way? I don't know. That was a strange one, Shawnee. Um that's a total side note. Let's go to Monday Night Football. Buccaneers 17, Saints 16 in a devastating loss for the Saints. Devastating like, loss. This is a this is a classic Tom Brady. It, it is a classic. <laughs> I know you're you're ready to light a candle next to a picture of him and start making out with it, but uh, I do want to cover the Saints angle here a little bit because this is a game where in an NFC South that's really atrocious. Um you've now dropped two games behind the Bucks, where if you win that game, you're five and eight. If the Buccaneers lose that game, they're five and seven. You're a half game back on the Bucks, where who are clearly the best team in that division, but it's like, do your job and take care of business over the last stretch of games. Again, the, the Bucks are playing the 49ers. If you go out and win this weekend, um, you know, you're in the thick of this for the division, by the way, to host a playoff game, not, not just to get in the playoffs or get in the dance, you're in a division race. That's a big deal. You get home field advantage and you host. But I just don't – I don't understand uh, how the Saints can swallow that one and move on. They're down to 4-9, essentially, um, barring a miracle here and a meltdown from the Bucs. They're, they're, they're in the uh, rearview mirror for that division race. Now on to the Bucs because this is literally exactly a, Tom, a, a Tampa Bay, as they say. That might have been really cringeworthy, but I'm going to go with it. This is one of those Tom Brady classic games where – and we, we don't see Tom Brady suck it up for three quarters because that's what he did. And, I mean, the Buccaneers were horrific for three quarters. Um, three and a half quarters, really, because we're talking <laughs> – Three and three quarters, quarters. Yeah, I mean, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. It was really bad. Um, in the past, Brady would be so good and the, the, his offense would be moving and he'd be playing another top tier. You've seen those Brady-Manning games um, some of the times that the, that the Ravens um, came to town. Uh, back in the mid 2010s, sometimes mm-hmm. it would be the Steelers. Uh, in big games, he always showed up, and then he would show up in clutch time. As this Buccaneers team has kind of proven that they're not terribly good, um, even in bad times, Tom Brady finds a way to just, just completely conduct like a musical conductor, two drives in a row um, to score 14 points in. I believe it was it was under six minutes. Right, it was under four, I think. It's, I think it was he was down thirteen with three something left. Well, it no, was, no, 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 or maybe that's when they got the ball back to go in the game. You remember that classic Mark Ingram on a run play runs out of bounds. I want to say he was either hurt or something had happened, and he runs out of bounds. He had a clear path to a first down. Yeah, uh, that would have moved the change for the Saints, put them on the edge of field goal range, and would have burned it at minimum another two minutes of the clock. Because when the Saints got it back after the Bucks had scored the touchdown and make it 16 to 10 the saints i think the announcer said only burnt 32 seconds o'clock yeah it was something ridiculous and went three and out yeah something ridiculous way too conservative 
Um, and again, you're asking Tom Brady to now take the ball down the field and score a touchdown. And he does that 13 out of 10 times. It's just what he does. <laughs> um, and he did. And it was a score with a couple seconds uh, left um, at home. And uh, it was a 17-16 to 16 finale. Really, really fun game to watch. Um, Tom Brady threw the ball, uh, the ball 54 times. Leonard Fournette could knock it. They do not have a run game anymore, which is such a bummer because it's like watching them last year, it was – when Leonard Fournette was just on fire, and it was like, oh man, pick your poison. Like, I mean, they had the, they they had a great offensive line. That offensive line has not been very good. I mean, it's, it's been injured, um, mm-hmm. but uh, they're just finding a way to make it work. Six and six, four and three at home. The Saints again fall to four and nine. Pretty bad loss for the Saints, but a really fun, exciting, thrilling win for the Buccaneers, who have a really big one coming up this weekend. Um, which brings us, Johnny, to this weekend week. 14 uh this baby kicks off tonight actually it kicks off here in probably another 10 minutes um this is the raiders and the rams um this is in la um on prime video uh shawnee who do you got in this one raiders rams give me the raiders i like the raiders here in this one too i think josh jacobs Devontae adams have been tremendous josh jacobs is at 1300 uh rush yards this year who saw that coming um Devontae adams is well over a thousand at this point as well let's go to that one o'clock slate jets and bills shawnee this is your division who do you got i'm gonna go with buffalo i'd have to go with buffalo too i i i can't see mike white coming out and throwing 380 again um could be wrong i'll come on the pod next week and say i'm wrong uh something tells me i won't be though uh browns Bengals, shawnee who do you have Ooh, joe burrow has never beaten the browns Really? He has never beaten the Browns. Yeah, he's 0-5. Against, that's a ridiculous against stat. Against Cleveland, yeah. Wow, that's a ridiculous stat. I'm give, taking the Bengals. Either yeah, way. give me the first time he beats them is this week. Yep, have to, have to, it just has to be the first time here this week. Uh, the Bengals at home against the Browns. Texans and Cowboys. Give me the team from Texas. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to take the Cowboys as well. Yeah, you lose the Texans, retire. Saying. The Cowboys, they're both from Texas. Yeah, That's Nobody so true. I mean, what is, you think that's a – that's got to be a – is that a rivalry? No, it's not. It's never been. They're different conferences, so they just don't see each other mm-hmm. often. My question is, is that a – my Texas listeners out there, is that a bus ride or is that a flight? You'd have to imagine it's a flight, right? I mean, Washington flew up to Philly. Oh, you mean for the team? Yeah, for the teams the team. always fly. Teams won't bus. Teams all- Do you know who did bus and who does typically bus down to FedEx are the Giants? No, they don't. Yeah, Do they really? Kidding. I'm not even kidding. So What's I'm, the reasoning behind that? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Huh. Sometimes uh, I know uh, two years ago they trained. They took the train down from New York, which is just wacky. Um, yeah, I when we got to meet me and uh, my buddy Elwin, our, um, his dad is friends with Daniel Jones' dad. So when he came to town for the Chase Young Bowl, right, the game between the Giants and, and the Redskins at the time, uh, whoever – lost that game was basically guaranteed the second overall pick Mm -hmm. so everybody was in the stadium basically cheering for the other team to lose which is a weird bit um but i kind of liked it um but we got to go meet daniel jones and got to meet some of the players down uh, with his dad where they load into the buses um and uh it was super cool we you know got to meet saquon i got to meet obj it was really awesome but what was weird was they were all getting on buses and I was like, are you guys you know, headed to the airport or whatnot? He's like, nope, we're riding this up all the way home. And I was like, what? Like New York ain't a quick, that's not a two hour trip. That's a solid four hours. And by the way, on a Sunday going up the New Jersey turnpike, rest in peace. Um, 
But yeah, that's what they did. That's a total sidebar. I don't know why I totally uh, went yeah, off I don't. That, I didn't know that. I thought they always flew. It's a weird bit. Yeah, in recent, at least the last year, uh, every team that's come to FedEx, you know, as obviously, I mean, the only team that we bus up for obviously are the freaking uh, Ravens, Ravens, which yeah, is that you know, that's sense. not even a commute. Um, so that be that. Before okay. I go off onto some <laughs> yeah. other ridiculous, I'm tangent, going with the Cowboys. <laughs> yep, got to take the Dallas here. This is gonna be an interesting game, Shawnee. Vikings Lions. Who do we got? Give me the Lions, man. Wow. Okay, that's it. I'm going to go with the Vikings here, but I I mean, that would shake some stuff up, wouldn't it? That would change the narrative totally on the Lions, I think. It's a shootout, man. It's going to be a shootout, I believe. That's going to be fascinating, man. That is going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I'll go with the Vikings here on this one. Uh, Titans-Jaguars. Ooh, give me the Titans. Yep, got to get the Titans on this one. Ten touchdowns, 1,078 rushing yards for Derrick Henry this season. Um, Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk have had a good little go-to, but I, I just think the Titans are going to win this one. Um, Eagles-Giants. This is another really good 1 o'clock game. That I'm surprised wasn't flexed, Johnny. Um, I'm surprised this wasn't flexed to that 425 Panthers-Seahawks game. I think that Panthers-Seahawks game has got to be a 1 o'clock game. But is it in Seattle, though? Uh, it's West Coast. You're right. Yeah, um, yeah okay, because the other ones are pretty interesting. Okay, hold on a minute. Is this West Coast too? Ah, oh, kind of. It's well, it's it's mountain what, time. Chiefs Broncos. Yeah, that should have been flexed. I don't care. You can screw squeeze them. that to eleven o'clock. Yeah, screw that. Uh, I mean, eleven you o'clock me? their time. One o'clock our. Yeah, yeah. We're more important on the East Coast. Um, interesting. This is gonna be a really interesting game. I'm gonna take the Eagles though. Uh, yeah, I like Philly as well. Yep, and they are in New York. Uh, Raven Steelers. Shawnee, who do we have? We Pittsburgh. I'll go Pittsburgh too, dude. I'll go Pittsburgh too, and we'll see. I I, I think if um Lamar doesn't play this weekend, I think obviously very much. Uh, favors um, the Steelers. The Steelers, dude, are two point favorites. Hmm. That's wacky. Huh. All right. <laughs> well, we'll both take the Steelers on that one. Uh, Chiefs are going to be the Broncos. Any anything that you're uh, want to dispute there? I'm actually no. no. I was going to say I was <laughs> like you, Shawnee. You're going to have to come up with a really good argument here. Buccaneers, 49ers. I have to take the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to go with Niners. Uh, well. I can't I'm believe sorry, you just tur- totally turned on Tom. You're a jerk. Are you guys playing? No. So you went Thursday to Monday night. So you guys basically had a mini buy, didn't you? Yeah. How about that? Good for you guys. Well done. Um, Panther Seahawks. It's got to be the Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. I would not mind an upset there. I wouldn't mind. I want to squeal the Seahawks air brakes a little bit, um, but uh, we'll I'll go with the Seahawks there too, Shawnee. Sunday night. Sunday night football, Dolphins and Chargers. This is going to be an interesting one. I can't pick the Chargers anymore, so I'm going to say Dolphins. Yeah, yeah I, I think this is Miami as well. Love it. Um, Shawnee, Monday night to wrap up the week in Glendale, Arizona. What do you have? Panther or Panthers? Yeah, I'm sure they're the Panthers. Uh, Patriots or Cardinals? Cardinals are bad. They're her- New England. Yeah, I have to go with New England, too. I can't believe you even thought about that. Makes me question. Really? I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It just makes me nervous going out. I, I always feel like that's a tough place to play. Well, it's certainly a tough place to play for the Cardinals. They're one in six at home. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, they're horrific. <laughs> yeah, I, I would really save your worry for the Cardinals. I think All the right. Patriots are going to win this well, one. Well, that case, give me New England. <laughs> Can you imagine having season tickets in Arizona? Oh, just one in six. what? Like, what are we even doing? Um, Look at this: six teams on a bye: Colts, Saints, Falcons, Bears, Commanders, and Packers. That's, that's a, a big. That's a big list. This is the final week of buys. Is it? It's yep. the final week of buys. Week fourteen. Um, it's going to be fascinating, man. Really, really good week of football ahead. I'm super, super pumped. And I'm on a bye week this week, Shawnee, so I'm not even working. I am feet up on the couch and ordering really high-carb deep-fried food. Um, so that is that. Shawnee, am I missing anything? I don't think, man. I, I don't think, man. I don't think. I don't think. I don't yeah, think. I think you're missing a word somewhere in there. I do. Um, 
what was I going to say? I uh, were you were uh, when I was flying up to New England, you were tracking my flight there. Oh yeah, I was. But very. What, what, what time was your flight? You tell me what time it was. You know where I'm going with this one. You're going to Boston, so it was a. I mean, dude, out of DC, there's a ton. It's not. No, <laughs> I gotcha. The what next, time is the flight? The, Every single flight to New England leaves at the same time. It leaves at. I'm never For saying one that hour. Again. Nope. Starts with a Z. I ain't saying it. It's zappy hour. That's embarrassing. You're right. embarrassing yourself. I I think we have a, a nice zappy hour drink in I, Arizona this week. Okay. Uh, no, though. Yeah, yeah. That's a terrible idea. It. You get should, rid of Mac. Yeah, you know what? Do not at all. I uh, happy hour. I think they're you're an embarrassment, and I think the Patriots <laughs> fans who were worshiping are probably the most embarrassing people I've ever seen in my life. Okay, that's coming from a Commanders fan. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. I'm already embarrassed. I can admit it. You're just in denial, and you're embarrassing. He's a goat. He is Fairly literally happy. a goat. He is in the backyard eating weeds. He's a goat. He's an absolute <laughs> bum. Absolutely. Right, let's go eat some weeds. I'm actually excited to wings. eat some uh, some wings. I'll keep the weeds for later. Not weed, but the weeds <laughs> for later. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Really happy to be back. Again, apologies for some of the delays. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy this. And uh, remember, that, that five-star um, and a uh, little comment on, on whatever platform you use, um, to hear our content is uh, is really, really helpful for the podcast. Again, brought to you by Anchor FM. Easiest way to make a podcast. Um, download that free app or anchor.fm is where you can find them. Shawnee, thanks for coming out, brother. Took the new Metro line to get all the way out here to Ashburn, Virginia. And uh, love to see you, buddy. Uh, let's go eat carbs. Sound good? Sounds good. Right thanks, on, everybody. Brother. Good to see you guys. Well, I didn't see you, but it's great to, to have you here. And uh, remember, we will catch you guys next week on the other side. Mm-hmm.